Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 130. It's myself, it's my son Jack. We're back in the basement. How many days removed? Three, four days removed from being down here to record our best of 2022? We did, we did that Thursday? Two days. Right, two days. You're wrong on both accounts. Very, very yep, oh, both of my options incorrect. But uh, yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, please do. I, I was telling you earlier today that episode 129 and the year end are doing pretty well for us like relative to us not relative to i don't know who has famous podcasts joe rogan i guess i think he's the most famous podcaster right now is he i think so i think he has the biggest podcast or whatever but so yeah it's a saturday we're back down here to talk about another week of wrestling your brother does not have basketball this weekend rare which also means i do not have to coach anything this weekend so we're back at closer to our regular time right we'll get Mm -hmm. this published probably afternoon of january 14th Mm -hmm. and then we are i think heading to the mall you're just trying to negotiate what you're doing with friends and whatnot today yeah also the option of snowboarding eh? we got some winter weather this week so i don't know if any of your friends snowboard but you could meet them there to hang out too yeah or tubing yeah right possibilities so how was your week it was all right you worked a couple days yeah i didn't really do much what do you mean? At work or in general? In general. You did not really do much. It felt long. It felt like a long week. I agree. So you've only got another week and three days of this semester, right? And then you'll get all new courses and all new everything. Yeah. Semester switch over in early yeah. February here. Your banter is, is really weak most weeks right now. You have yeah. nothing to say. I don't do much. I know. So you could think of something before you sit down. Instead of making me do all of the heavy I lifting. I don't, I don't do stuff. And I just keep digging and hoping to hit something you'll actually talk about. Like what? I don't do stuff. I know. But anyways. What do, what do I do? This is an example of you not being helpful at all during banter. Well, at least, I don't know. I don't. What did I do this week? I didn't even really game that much. I no. You did work. I you did w- school. I went to Walmart. Yes. That's your, become your hangout with your friends for some reason. And I got a deodorant because I forgot where I went. So, nice. That, that's, that's that's a heck of a week, buddy. About the highlight of my week. Your that, brother seems to care to share. Your brother seems to collect at Walmart as well for some reason. I guess because it's really cold here right now and it's warm in there. Yeah. And there's a McDonald's indoor building, and you can grab food and sit and chat with your friends. I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyways, mm-hmm. I figure you're out of banter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we've got. Uh, I'm. I'm actually pretty excited because full disclosure, we just finished watching Dynamite. What like twenty minutes, half hour ago. And so my energy's good because uh, that was a pretty fun show to watch. So I'm ready to get into talking about some wrestling from this week. So I say we do it. Yes. All right, let's go. So our first segment, as always, for 130 weeks, if you don't know by now, <laughs> is going to be us discussing some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so we'll start out talking about the ratings. This week's NXT averaged 700,000 viewers. That's... Uh, a good number for them, up 7.2%, earned a 0.15 in the key demographic, which is down slightly 6.3%. So it's the second largest audience total for the show since October 25th. And sometimes I find it funny because I forget where I get these from. I think it's F4 online. Is that, is that even a real thing? I'm not sure. Hmm. But they try really hard. Like, because what does that really mean? The second largest largest audience total for the show since October 25th. So first of all, why did you pick October 25th? Of last year or like 
mm. their first year of last year of 2022 oh then i don't know what so why means. is that then the, and why did you pick one where it's only the second i don't know you know what you I mean? want to pick a random date right like you could find one where it's the best or sixth best or i don't know why second largest in october 25th but that's what it is that's what you get okay um so this week's dynamite uh that average 967,000 viewers so really close to that million number that we like so much up 11.9%, which I would suggest is significant, earned a 0.33 in the key demo, demo which is up 26.9. So that's a, a really good number for them. And again, here's their arbitrary dates and rankings they've chosen. <laughs> Highest audience for Dynamite since October 26th. So they both went back, they went to late October oh, for some consistent. reason. And the best demo rating since way back on September 28th. Uh, so really strong numbers for AEW this week. All right, is there any news from you this week? Anything newsworthy happened in wrestling? Um, something with Vince again, because he's course. back as chairman, I think, as yeah. unanimous, and that, then now he's being sued by a shareholder. He is, which I don't fully understand. Like, to be honest, the details of it don't interest me a lot, so I haven't delved too deeply into it. But um, yes, and then also I had that because of that, he returned two board members, basically resigned. Um so board members agreed with the decision to explore the company's sale. They did mm. not agree with McMahon's return. So that was specifically their their issue. Like they're like, okay, if you want to look into selling it, that's fine because they're poised to make a ton of money, right? But mm. they do not want McMahon there. And then so McMahon brought in former WWE executives George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Barrios sounds familiar. It does, right? So they rejoined the board Friday, replacing the other two quote unquote without cause which again i'm not quite sure what that means but i was telling you kind of revealed at the same time was that in 2022 shane mcmahon was retained which remind reminder only thing he did was go in the rumble right. and got kicked out because he um tried to have a power trip or something so he did one event and lasted probably minutes in that right so because he was technically an independent contractor, he was paid approximately $830,000 for that. So mm -hmm. that's that's a good investment, right? I'm mm -hmm. sure they got a return on that investment. Absolutely. Somehow a million dollars in sales of tickets or, or merch because Shane McMahon was there? Probably not. Um, sorry, anything else for you? Um, the cons are in the pool of potential buyers. Yeah, it's, it's... So that's that's awesome. Yeah, that they're not out of the running and that it would take some other, likely some other financial support from somewhere else because they might not want to take all of that responsibility. But, I mean, why not? If you I have the possibility... It. It'd be so funny. It makes a ton of money every year, right? If you're looking to make money, it's not like WWE ever loses money. All um, the TV deals and, and Right. Stuff. And apparently that's why Vince is back too. Funny you mentioned that. I've heard is because he wants to be the one negotiating TV deals or to be able to use that as leverage or whatever. So it's, all about, it's all about him, you know. Yep. Uh, my next point was I have possible good news, question mark, at least for those of us in this room right now, that Sting's AEW contract expires sometime 2023. Yes. And many expect that this will be him retiring from in-ring um appearances which would make me like i'm fine with that and you would be very happy i'm with, happy with that right he hasn't wrestled since when uh i don't know full gear oh right so that's right with jared so that's november um so yeah i don't know anything else from you um yeah i did have one more uh which was so he's looking to wrap bring, bring back some or some returns for the rumble so we got two like we'll say former champions who are the older yeah two females two males so 
two people one one's been injured one one male's been injured okay one female we haven't seen in a while um Not and then a couple uh of former champions like and who are a couple if you can guess they're older um think injured we'll do that one first think injured people biggie langston nope that would be nice. better oh edge that he's one of the former champions he's not injured but that's one of them yes. is he the couple yeah beth phoenix yeah so those okay. are two and then so you have the injured guy and the girl who's been out a while or injured just, guy just former then, champion or just an injured guy just injured guy uh fairly new carrying cross mm. uh who else is fairly new that's been injured recently injured recently injured moss Mm-mm. uh fresher than that like who just got hurt i don't um, know like i'm a, blanking a little while logan paul oh oh sorry i wasn't even thinking him as a like oh, a regular yeah. roster and guy. then the female one who's uh someone we haven't seen in a while who's like she was fairly prominent oscar Mm-mm. i don't know if she's been bigger a- like literally and um tamina no like bigger literally <laughs> who's meaner than tamina uh <laughs> She is bigger than um, who? Oh no, is it Nia Jax? Mm-mm. No, oh, no, no. bigger? That runs as Dewdrop. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I actually don't yeah. mind Dewdrop. I <laughs> no, don't not Nia Jax. Imagine, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I was struggling for her name mightily. Oh, yeah, well, that's because it's Dewdrop. Right. So yeah, so, so some potential Rumble returns. Nothing super exciting nothing there, yeah. but I think the whatever. thing is they're gonna wrap up Edge and Balor. Is yeah, the plan. that makes sense. Because was Edge like injured in the middle of that? Is that no, why? I don't I, remember. I think they short him because he doesn't. I think it's like a contract related things. He's only oh. got so many dates or whatever. Oh, okay. So remember the I Quit match? Oh, right, right, right. Um. So yeah, I think. Nice. Uh, I have, I think, three quick ones left. Dax Harwood says FTR have been granted the next few months off of AEW TV, which would explain them dropping titles left, right, and Rapidly. center. Right. So. And I'll miss them for sure, but they definitely deserve some time off after the year they had, right? Like we just did our best Can't of. Split your arm open on the break. It's one of the all right, all time best tag team years, I would suggest, or at least in recent memory for me. So good for them. The other one that makes you really happy is Jay White expected to leave New Japan when a contract expires. Not that we don't like New Japan, we just rarely find time to watch it. And you love Jay White. I quite Jay like White's him as boy. well. So the fact that he could end up somewhere that we watch. Um, he believe Fightful reports he's spoken to both WWE and AEW. Obviously, I think everyone would be interested in someone of his caliber. But um, and the sources, same sources said that uh, WWE seemed confident they could land him. I so, don't want them to now. Like that was a, I remember which, the rumors went around a while ago, and I was hoping he would come in the Rumble, and then he never did. Right. And now that time where I would want that to happen has passed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, f- from current or possible signing to definite signing for nx for nxt at least which is part of wwe and that is carl fredericks who has been wrestling for quite a while i've seen him a lot i don't on the i remember the name i didn't really recognize him but decent size um he's in his early 30s i don't know why i know that i saw that somewhere as I yeah was he's like a strong stuff. guy right so he, yeah he's been in strong for quite a while he was a young lion in the la dojo and graduated from that system in 2020 i i kind of like him so i'm I think he's a cool addition to NXT because he's talented, he's new, so we can have some fresh matchups and stuff, right? Mm. I'm nervous about how they'll present him after, like, recent, like, the running with the hot Axiom and um, scripts, and we'll talk about a new one whose gimmick I was not a fan of on NXT this week. It's going to show up in my rest hold, so we'll get to that as well. 
Um, but yeah, so Carl Fredericks in NXT. On a hot streak. Yeah, exactly. So that's it for me, and we will move into the show we just finished watching, our favorite wrestling almost every week, and that is taking a look at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, sir, talk about a pretty uh, exciting episode of Dynamite, if you don't mind. I'm good. It wasn't like <laughs> I'll good. pass. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to pass. Uh, fair. Okay. Blank. Okay. Well, I'll just let dead air record for what the usual length is, and then I'll just pick it up from there. Yeah, I thought that's what we were going to do. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. That's like people won't even understand the art there, right? Like it's we're abstract podcast. We're truly elevating podcasting to a new level. Exactly. Right. And this either is you our... get it. Or you don't. This is our reply to abstract art. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna change the game. We're gonna transcend podcasting and just change it forever from yeah, this moment forward. No one's ever gonna be able to keep up. That's right. Uh, anywho, <laughs> we'll start the show with, uh, my boy, Moxley taking on my second or third boy, undecided. Uh, Hangman Adamander. Yeah, to use a WWE term, you were conflicted over the finish of this one, right? You caught yeah. yourself cheering, but then we're like, wait a minute. I like Moxley more. Why am I doing that? But anyways, it was I mean, a no... I, I guess Moxley kind of won the first one. I mean, if you can call it a win. It right? was a no-lose situation for you, really, to be honest. So go mm-hmm. ahead and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so they brawl right away, of course. There's a pretty hefty strike exchange. Uh, Backrick up top, then a superplex from Mox or two. Uh, he goes for an armbar off the kick out, or a Juji Katami, if you will. Right, which Taz stole from Excalibur this week to explain. Yeah, not cool. Right? That, that's his thing. Right. That's his Although it probably thing. shouldn't shouldn't be technically if he's the play-by-play. That should be more of a color guy thing, maybe. I don't know. I Anyways. don't know. Um, high German from Moxley, like, pretty high. Yes, it was. Like, everything, not every, almost everything seemed to be targeting uh, Hangman's head and neck, right? Which is a story I always love. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. on board right away. Oh, yeah. Hangman charges at Mox, but then he nails the King Kong Lariat a la first match. Right. Which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was October 26th. Oh. Oh, wait. Let me let me check that one second. I'm positive I'm right on this. And it, it, to Hangman's credit, right? He took a really solid looking uh, um, Larry. No, damn, it was October 19th. Very similar to the one that knocked him out. So good for him for, it can't be fun to to willingly take that again, right, after it uh, did take you out of action for quite a while. I think it was 19th. Damn. A week earlier. Oh, I was so close. Yep. I swear it was the 26th. Almost had it, guys. You say you know wrestling, but Al- then... Almost had it. Then you miss it by a week. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, yeah, so Hangman kicked out. Then Hangman flipped out of a German, hit a big Lariat. Uh, Mox, Dr. Buckshot hit a paradigm shift for two. <laughs> <laughs> that was like you said it with caps lock on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Paradigm shift. Absolutely. It's so, it's not even that like it is different. It's just weird that it's like, it's like, it's weird that it's a running, it's a weird that they change it. Cause I know they called it a paradigm shift when he started. I, yes. I know they did. This is the paradigm shift versus death rider conversation that rears its ugly head from time to time with us. eh? It's like, well, it's not even like the fear factor thing where like that time I'm pretty sure they <laughs> called it fear factor and impact, but I'm yeah. not like, I'm mostly sure. Yeah. I'm 100% positive that it's been paradigm shift since day one. And they decide, I know it's death rider in Japan, <laughs> but last I checked, 
AEW's not in Japan. This so Death Rider is. This I win. This is a very <clears throat> important point to you. Yeah. Sure. I win. You are detail-oriented, so yeah. that makes sense. I don't really care. I consider the... You're what's wrong with America. I consider the elevated whatever one to be the, the death paradigm rider. shift. And then the one where he leaves the dude's feet also on the Also the paradigm shift. It's a paradigm shift. But that's no, that's me. dirty deeds. I don't know. But we don't call it that now, so we call it both the paradigm shift. I, I don't, but you can. You got like variations of it. <laughs> okay. You know? Yep. It's so, like you don't have a different name for every freaking RKO, you know? You know? Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Mox... Uh, he uh, hit a pretty beefy pile driver. He did. It looked good. Yeah, and then Hangman kicked out at one. Ooh. <sighs> That's before two. It is. Slightly. Um, yeah. Uh, by a second. Uh, Hangman goes for a dead eye. Then Mox kind of got out of that one for a sleeper. Uh, then he moves it into a pile driver. But then Hangman, Hangman did. He did get the dead eye after. Um, he did. It then, looked good, too. Uh, Mox hit a curb stomp as well, and then they're both kind of down. Oh yeah, Mox no sold. He kind of no sold it, right? Like he got up like a little bit um, unsteady, but then immediately hit an offensive move. So I wasn't a huge fan of that, but whatever. That is like he picking the smallest. Sell it, but I did, I did see what you were saying. Yeah. Picking the smallest nit possible there. So right. Um, and then the finish came when Hangman did hit the buckshot, and then uh. He got the win, and the mock they kind of ran like Mox kind of got concussed again. Yeah, I like not again, but like they kind of did like the reverse of it. Right, and the my favorite part of it as it's not favorite, but whatever a part I really liked about it was the way Hangman was looking at it because Hangman has this ability to be like the slightly sensitive tough guy, right? Yeah, who's a little bit more, it, it works really well, a little more nuanced and complex than a lot of characters. So he had this look of oh man, I like kind of like. I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy because he really suffered through that concussion and being unable to work. And it's not something, even though he tried to defeat the man and did, that he would wish for Moxley. So I really thought that was a cool little touch at the end of it. Uh, Excellent opening match. Really cool story for me of Hangman. Like, basically, he has to survive an onslaught of offense targeting his head, right? That he just came back from an injury. And because Mox, as he should, is like showing no regard for that injury, right? And in fact, trying to take advantage with like germ- a high German suplex, a pile driver, the same actual clothesline that took him out the first time. So yeah, I like that they kind of did that callback. It was really cool, hard hitting physical stuff. And it felt like a big fight, right? Because the crowd was like, all night was really good, yeah. but really uh, excited here. They didn't so- mention it though, so... Not at all. Uh, I don't know if I can trust that the crowd was good. Right. A huge win for Hangman, and I really, as I said, liked the aftermath as well. So, yeah, awesome start to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty great. Perfect way to start the show. It was a nice opener. Um, was really hard-hitting the whole time. I'm glad we got, like, the full match this time. I would say, like, last time it wasn't really their, their fault that that happened, but still it's nice that we got the full one this time. I think they did work really well together. I think the chemistry is pretty there. Uh, I like the callback to the first match with the clothesline. Mox went after the head a lot, so I thought that was pretty good. A lot of kind of beefy stuff in here, like really it was hard hitting stuff. Yes. Um, finish was solid too. I'm glad Hangman gets to win there. Um, maybe running a concussion angle with Mox, which has to be a work this time, of course. But I still kind of like that. I think it's smart. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. It'll be interesting for sure. Yep. Um, next we got Shivani in the ring for some reason because Adam Cole is back. Uh, awesome. Just out of the blue, which was awesome. Pretty sweet pop too, and I. I was really surprised, but just 
randomly adam cole's back so like very little pomp and circumstance but were you a consultant for this show you get hangman mox and cole are the first in the first three. like first three hour people even? you see yeah, yeah. <laughs> they consulted us obviously well, i mean they all listen so yeah, exactly why not they're like hey adam cole's ready you want to like kind of front load this you know what i think would make jack really happy from <laughs> fns wrestling podcast yeah. <laughs> a mox hangman match and then cole returns <laughs> yeah um, so Cole's like, uh, he does the story time with Adam Cole, baby, and then he says it's kind of a good news, bad news thing. Uh, he says, uh, good news, he's kind of got a whole new appreciation for uh, pro wrestling and his life. And he talked about wanting to be a pro wrestler since he was nine, and he's been able to do some great things, and it made him realize how much he missed being here. He said he had a shoulder that was torn to shreds, two very serious head injuries, and he was seeing doctors all the time. He said if he was in a car for like more than 15 minutes, he felt like uh, he was going to vomit, or and he sometimes right. did. Uh, he he said he couldn't sleep and he would tell Britt uh, that he was, didn't know what was happening to him. Um, he would read every day about how people missed him and didn't care if he wrestled again. They just wanted him to be okay. And he said uh, pro wrestling is about being a show and the fans take it in. He says he hasn't given anything for six months and they still cared about him, so he thanks the fans. Um, then he said it was time for the bad news. But uh-oh, the bad news is for the locker room because adam cole's back and that got a really good reaction that was really nice. right? yeah, yeah huge pop um he said his uh career is not over um he thought it, it was finished but now he's saying there's no way he's done yet he says he's been one of the best for the last 15 years and he will not stop until he is AEW world champion one day and uh at one day the man at the top will be adam cole baby right and the fans kind of screwed that they said it too early yeah, you gotta th- wait till he d- throws his hands up. You yeah, they, it was a little ill time, but that's not his fault. Um, great reaction, really good to have him back. We said it, or I said it in the moment. Like he just has so much charisma, right? Like he just keeps your attention for whatever reason. I thought he sounded great, and I'm sure that a lot of that was pretty much a true account, right, of his recovery. Because uh, again, who knows? But we were seeing reports that like, is he even gonna come back, right? So it, obviously, it was pretty bad. Um, this did definitely feel babyface, right? So either. They knew there was no way to fight it because he was going to get such a reaction. Um, and this is going to be like a fleeting baby face thing. Or I, I was speculating they could give him a run like this for a while and build him into a challenger for the current like mega heel champion, right? A strong baby face. He's better as a heel, don't get me wrong. And that avenue is always available to him. But if you need... I'm using this, don't get mad, I'm using the term placeholder challengers because I don't think he's beating MJF. But he's a pretty good one to have. So I like the promo and you're giving me a death look for suggesting that he is not a legit anything short you, of a legitimate challenger. Dare. Right. And I liked this, the format of this, talking, talking, then the bad news is not for me, intensity uptick, right? Um, so yeah. Between the opening match and this, I was very happy so far. Uh it was certainly a surprise. Yeah. Not not when I watched it, when I heard about it, because I, I like by the time we watched the show, I'd already watched the promo and seen his entrance. And you're the spoiler king. Yeah, yeah. I just it came out of nowhere too, but um, it was great. It was odd. It just comes out like Tony Schwan is like, "Hey, here's Adam Cole." And remember, you texted it to me a million times, and I ad- acted like I, you didn't, you, I, you no responded to my humor, eh? Because yeah. you were just like, "Cole is back," caps lock a thousand times to me, and I was, what was it like? Um, I don't know a bunch of other Cole's. Cole, Cole Carter. I, you know, I missed him so much. Or and then who else was it? Michael Cole. I didn't know he was gone. And then there's one other one. I forget what it was. What other Cole could it have been? 
Oh, you want you, you really want me to look? And then I sent, I think, a gif of how funny I am, and you did not respond. So um, I assume it was Nat King Cole. Oh, I thought he was dead. He's an old singer from. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. Yes, then, that's what happened. So Jimmy Fallon. Not only did you get spoiled, you spoiled me because you couldn't contain your excitement, which I'll, is fine. It wasn't a big Adam match Ander result, Cole. but anyways, sorry. I've yeah, uh, like what the 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 elite winning the trios house back. Whoops. Yeah, I said it. I've derailed us. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm super happy to see him back though. Andy's okay, like cause it does seem like he'll be in ring returning soon, which is awesome. Yes. Um, uh, I did see he was doing better, but like remember we yeah. talked about it. But I didn't think it would be this soon. I still thought it was kind of a while away. Yeah, it's great news. And also, I saw a thing like saying it was his last or it's his first appearance since Forbidden Door false we know that uh ue turned on the bucks right uh a while ago before the trio tournament and you um, can just give him some of that beautiful jazz time every week right just shave some of their stuff off yeah there are so many reasons they should have shaved it off this week this like, week i agree uh, i mean main event being the enough reason right there exactly now that's opinion. pretty much the only reason yeah. but like you could like argue other stuff could have got more i agree um We'll get there. It seems like in ring return isn't that far away. It was the perfect length here too. A little odd to so. see him as the face, but it's kind of the move you got to do here. Um, great promo. Um, it's great he's back. I'm hoping Kyler Riley's not too far behind because mm-hmm. um, I don't even think you have to have them affiliated anymore. Just I want them both back. I agree. I just they, enjoy watching them work. You know, right? Um, but if Bobby Fish comes back, then you have to faction them. Yeah, probably. Like that's the law. Or bring in Roddy instead. No. no. Wait. No. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd work too. Yep. Okay. And you have them as the trios champions, and Adam Cole can win the world title because he's a legitimate challenger. <laughs> uh huh. He, w- he I mean, is just he not. Almost won against Hangman. He is just not to MJF right now. Is all I'm saying, because I think they have plans on a run for this guy, right? So now is not not saying he couldn't circle back around and be the one to take it from him, but that would be later. No one likes circles. So, see, I walked that back nicely. No one likes circles. I guess. Circles are bad. Feel oval back. No. no. Just does That's for, longer. For that... First try. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Circles are bad. In, inner or outer. Okay. Keep going. Inner circle. I got it. Because they were... <laughs> uh, next, we get an acclaim promo for pretty much no reason. Uh, yeah, uh, my mode says, this was strange to me, dot, dot, dot. Uh, they're talking about being in L.A. for Rampage. Says they're getting stars in the Walk of Fame. Yeah. Of, um, obviously. And they'll live in concrete forever because everyone loves the acclaimed. Um, so I did see a bit of Rampage where they pants the guns. So obviously you got to watch it. Uh-huh. Um, it still doesn't make sense to me, but it adds up a bit. Like uh, that's connected now, but like, I still don't get it. It was weird because they mentioned a bunch of celebrities that they clearly don't like, I think, but the tone didn't make that obvious. Like, did you pick up on that? No. Nope. Right. So they said Rosie, I remember them Roseanne Barr, I think, Donald Trump, and... Johnny Depp. And, oh yeah, that was the fourth one because um, Billy Gunn added that one. But you could see that Bowens was shaking his head when um, Caster said Trump. So I think... I. It was a miss for me, and I don't know. They're definitely not getting an actual star because obviously, if you were giving a wrestler, it wouldn't be them. So whatever, but it's just kind of like another thing for Rampage. So I don't really have. Yeah, but to... it just feels like a really weird thing. Like it feels kind of a WWE like angle. So I don't have to put a lot of thought into it because I'm not going to see any payoff anyway. So whatever, right? I thought it was weird though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was. I don't. It was short. It was weird. Yeah, it didn't really hit. 
No, I agree. That was not a hit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next, it- we have Lee Moriarty and Large Cass. As he holds up the elite figure. I still haven't opened it. I'm sorry. It's Large William. Large William. Uh, w. Morrissey and Moriarty versus uh, Jungle Hook. Right. Which they seem to love doing with those tag team names. Okay, lately. but like Warjo was dumb. This actually War- makes sense to me. War- and then there was one other one. Tej- Tej- no, not TJ. No, not TJ. Although, I forget. Um, I think there was another one recently. There was. There. Oh, Hookhausen. Uh, Hookhausen. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah. Well, that's because how that even then that works for me because Hausen Dan Hausen like puts a lot of like he'll just put anything in front of Hausen. He does. So that's fine. Jungle Hook is actually funny to me. It's so okay. Yeah. I don't know why people hate it because that's actually amusing to me. Because it's a reference to something. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's actually funny. Yeah. More Joe is just stupid. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk about this match. Um. Yeah. Like? I didn't really get a lot from it, but um. There's some nice double team work from Boy Perry and Hook. Like they kind of, they had some they nice did stuff actually, going. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Moriarty had Jungle Boy in a triangle, and Jungle Boy power bombed him out, which was kind of nice. And then the other thing I had was um, Jungle Boy drop kicking Morrissey from the top, and then uh, Hook hit him with the T bone. Like he, he did. Got him up. That was sort of the build. Like he tried a few times, and oh my god, the crowd in anticipation. And when he hit it, it got a good reaction for sure. Mm-hmm. It did look cool because Hook's not a big dude. No. And Large William is a very big dude. Yeah, it's even in his name. So yeah. In case you ever forget. Chemically enhanced Large William. I would. <laughs> I would suggest. The it was so funny, like the way because you know Justin Roberts always put an emphasis on. He's like. The way he's saying, like, Big Bill. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, I giggled every time they said Big Bill in this <laughs> match. Too. I can't stop. It's, it's ridiculous so to me. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, The finish comes with Jungle Boy tapping on Moriarty in the snare trap. Well, Hook takes out Morris. You see that? I'm even refusing to call him Big Bill. A decent transition into the snare trap, if I remember correctly. But uh, I actually thought this was a pretty entertaining, I think it was a seven-minute tag match. I looked it up. Had a really good pace to it. I thought Jungle Boy and Hook looked pretty good together, and it allows Hook to like continue to develop because I feel like he's still at the point where if he had like a 15-minute singles match, he might get exposed a little bit, right? So this is a way to sort of ease him further along in his development, so it makes sense to me. Uh, and I, like I said, the build to Hook finally suplexing Big Bill worked, and I thought Bill did a good job of selling his surprise outside the ring. Who is this Bill? Right? He looked like legitimately surprised and annoyed that he got suplexed. So I thought that was good. And I mean, let's be honest, the firm don't need wins. Their job is to like lose like pretty much. So the result makes sense. And the crowd really was behind Jungle Boy and Hook. I guess. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely elevated above the rest. You're right. I forgot about him a little bit there. Yeah. Where'd he go? I don't know. Well, he was on last week. At least he's not with them while they're losing a seven minute TV match. Right. So that's good. He doesn't need to be around that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a solid TV tag, pretty fun, not a lot in there, but it it was enjoyable. Hook and Boy Perry worked surprisingly well together. There's a nice payoff with the suplex, and the finish was solid too, another good bit on the show. Like, I yep. think matches delivered so yeah, far, like I, there's only two. I think it fit in, right? This is what you needed out of this match, so it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good stuff so far. Uh, then next we have Orange Cassidy interview with Dan Housen. Speaking of pointless, I, what? Yeah, this is... Um, Paul Walter Hauser is there. He won a Golden Globe. Going to show it off on Rampage. 
But don't say for what. Don't say in what capacity. Don't say. Don't tell me who he is. Like anything from like lead actor to like artistic director. Like, I don't, I don't know, know who he. I don't even know what he does. Never heard of him in my life. I don't know. Although I am not very much into celebrity or. But still, like at least tell me award shows. I agree. They made no attempt to let you know who this. Oh was. yeah, him and Dan Housen have this whole bit about like Housen Hauser. Hat sounds similar. <sighs> Get yeah. it? Um, Hauser asks if everything goes best friends. I guess after rampage or whatever right where they um, fought each other right and trent brett and chuck then walk in and saying everything's good and you can kind of pick up on the tone there it seems um, like maybe it's not all it was good, weird right? i didn't really care for this other than kind of teasing the dissension best friends yeah that was only the worthwhile part here. i agree and and it's just becoming these things to promote stuff for rampage i'm just like this isn't relevant to me because i'm not watching rampage they're so short too yeah that's like, the good news is like they're really quick case in point was yeah but then it's just like weird because it's like these short bits that mean nothing. It's like, yeah, you're right. And I don't even. I don't mind if it's actually setting up something like decent. But like this is like, who the hell is this guy? What what purpose does it have other than this week? You're Rampage? right. There has been the odd time where it's like, oh, we gotta watch Rampage now, which but is like, the point, but not but like, often. This is like someone who's not even involved in this. So like, who yeah, cares? I agree. And like the thing was like later on, you have any kinks and Ortiz, and like I'm completely out on that story because it's been all on Rampage. That is the most of my no- all notes. All the matches like, and I segments on own. Like, cause that's like I bear. I see that there's things, but I don't even take the time to watch it on Instagram because sometimes no. they post out promos or whatever. Yeah. So like. I don't know what's going on with that because, again, I don't watch Rampage, so it's kind of confusing. And yeah, now it just feels like there's a monster gap in that story because we're not watching the other stuff or internet stuff right. sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, next, we'll get Konosuke Takeshita versus Brian Danielson. Yes. Anticipated. Oh, no. you le- Wow. You skipped over something super important. No. Renee was outside the elite. Oh, my God. Room. I don't care. Okay. So. And she said something about there hasn't been a, sev- a game seven or a whatever since celtics lakers i think it was probably and we're like what was the point of that but it was <laughs> literally probably 15 seconds she didn't even talk to them no it was strange <laughs> but their door was in the in the background of their their locker room so okay there you go she should have been wearing the elite shirt from the canada show listen as the completest you are you need that detail okay well then i should start talking about the match cards again no no we don't need to go back to that unless you can do it faster than excalibur so, no. All right, no. talk about this match we were pretty excited um, for. Yeah, and so after Chikesha came out, MJF came out, um, and so Danson's not out there yet. And he says he's been watching on Twitter and Reddit. People seem to think Takeshi is a big deal, but he hasn't seen any of his stuff. It's not personal. He just always fast-forwards the most important part. Him. Right. Um, he makes fun of Takeshi's name, and it says he needs to, him to win this match. Uh, Takeshi responds in Japanese. MJF says they speak American around here. And then Takeshi shouts, kiss my ass. Just doing a great ugly American little bit here, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the playing off of the perception in the world a little bit. They're like, I speak American. It's not even English. It's American, right? Right. Um, MJF demands Takeshi exits, and he says LA is a bunch of nerds. The people are saying he feels the, fears the Iron Man match and can't last an hour. And makes a mom joke and stuff uh, which, which we was... both were like knew that mom, <laughs> that was funny. mom and sister yeah. lasting an hour yeah uh he says he's the real iron man wrestling he mentions ken jong in the crowd and rips on him i thought his reaction was funny like he looked annoyed but almost comedically annoyed somehow it really worked for me yeah. the way he just and then there. uh freddie prince jr yep which you didn't get the scooby-doo reference i don't know how you I did, didn't i forgot I forgot. I was just like, your mom thinks he's cute. That's all I remember. That's the only thing I remember about him is that he pl- he's his name's Fred, and he played Fred. He did. He was in a lot of probably 90s, late 90s. Yeah, like, that was like 2002, I think. Yeah, like he had a very um, typecast sort of... He had a niche, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then 
he's also trying to start indie. He is. He's a big or, wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. He was the writer on WWE, that, and, and I he think was also a guest GM. Wasn't part of his selling point. He was gonna let them unionize. Oh, basically treat the the workers better. I think was the idea. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. But I don't know. Sorry, another digression. Is he spelled Prince with a Z? N- no, like a loser. He should. I thought he does for wrestling. Yeah, he does actually. It's Prince. It's what a loser. Why? It's probably not his choice. What an idiot. And Junior? Like, just why? The second. No. Um, MJF is about to deliver his closing line when Danson runs down. And MJF retreats. And then we get like, the match started. comedically sprints more than retreats. Like, runs away. Yeah. Classic heel faction. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about his promo before we um, do ring? Or do you just want to do it all at the end? Yeah, we can kind of, because it was decent. Event. Like, I thought, it, I thought it was solid. Like um, I, I thought, thought it was to, good. I thought Takesha kind of looked good too like kind of getting a bit even the fact that they let Takeshita Takeshita in his orbit and like stand up to him and say stuff was great news for Takeshita and that story of him being pushed that is kind of a little bit evident at least right right and it felt like 21st century Ric Flair kind of MJF right because it's all about him being wealthy and being great with women and stuff so and I thought the attacks on the celebrities were pretty funny um and I think putting him in this spot is smart because he's a heel and he was delaying me and you from seeing a match we really want to see, right? Because again, That's they true. Consult- yeah, I was literally like, kind of get get to it. Yeah. You know? So they consulted you again. Hey, Jack, you want a Brian's uh Brianson a Danielson to catch to match? And you're like, okay, right? Like the, everything. And they're so like, far. screw you. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, yeah, I, I thought the promo was really good and c- could have been a tiny bit shorter, but nothing crazy. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so notables, uh, Danielson had Takeshi on the surfboard stretch and kind of put it into a dragon sleeper. Takeshi countered out in a in a bit. Yep. Uh, leaping clothesline, but Takeshi, the leaping Takeshi line. Where he seems to like, as you, Jump, while we were he watching. He jumps so early. He jumps early and hits it late, but it's now it's kind of like, at first you're like, oh, I think he took off at the wrong time. But now you're like, nope, that's just how he does it. Right? I'm always worried he's going to under rotate and land on his neck, but right. he never does. Nope. So I don't know why I'm ever concerned. He's a big dude, man. Yeah. Uh, two running corner dropkicks from Danielson, then a third attempt to catch to catches him with the blue thunder bomb for two. Uh, later on, we get like they're both on the top rope, and then to clotheslines him from up top. And yeah, that's uh, for two, which is an interesting move, you know. And for a guy to take that, who's like one neck injury away from being done, like that Danielson was Danielson takes a lot of inside out spots. So it was almost well. like you end up doing like a doomsday device sort of thing to the ground, right? Pretty much, which is yeah. very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Speaking of a brain buster on the outside from Takeshi, that uh, so, looked awesome. Yeah, you know, obviously go keep going for the sheer drop. As they love to say that every they time. They do love to Excalibur say that. loves to say it. Let's be honest. Yes, um, Takeshi went for a springboard, sent on Tomiko, dancing, got the knees up, then transitions into the bell lock. But to my surprise, Takeshi got a rope break. I know. I was happy to see that again. Like they're making him look really strong here. Crowd's getting hot. Yep. Uh, there's a nice strike exchange that went on a while. Um, there's some sort of driver, like kind of a kneel kneeling driver from Takesh and then mm-hmm. he transitions it right into a wheelbarrow German. That was, was cool. really smooth. Yes. Uh he kicks out of the psycho knee too, which got a near fall, so another yep. again. Another feather in his cap. Yep. Uh then the wrist capture stomps and Danson uses the regal stretch to make Takesh to pass out. Yeah, also so he doesn't even noted. tap, right? right? So all yes. kinds of those indicators of yes, they have plans for Takeshta, which is awesome. But yeah, this was an excellent match as you would expect. Like I'm on record saying Danielson's possibly the best there is right now. And like there's just something about Takeshita, right, that we find really compelling to watch still at this point. He's so fast. He's so strong. He's so something technical. Something about him, right? And, like, he hits really stiff sometimes, he does, too. And he sells that resilient thing, right? Like, the, that strong kind of style. 
It's still like fast and impactful sometimes. He's it's like what an addition to the roster, right? As long as they find time for him, crowd was on fire for this. And so like, and they everybody there knows who's winning that match, right? Yet it's still super. Yeah, interesting they were getting really into Keshta towards the end, and it was it was really cool. One hell of a TV match. I don't think the loss hurts to Keshta for all of the reasons you indicated throughout your like your summary, right? Yeah. Um, and it just makes me more interested in because there's all these possible matchups for Takeshita. I don't even care if they go back to ones they've had because they're still, it's only happened once. So, so many options for him to have cool matches. I like to see him face Hangman again because that's where yes. it all began for me. Yep. So, great match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought it was like, it was sweet. Literally quoting my notes, I wrote sweet. <laughs> nice. How many E's? Uh, uh, five. Nice. That's yeah. sweet. Mm, that's sweet. Um, exactly what you would have expected, and it it was great. He was on fire on this one. The crowd was just getting more and more hot and more and more into it as it went on. That and that made it better for me. Um, it felt like he was really getting recognition there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great stuff here. The, the two they meshed really well, like you would expect. Uh, Takeshi was made to look great. A lot of cool offense he got in. Then he also got out of the label lock, kicked out of the Busaiko knee, had to pass out. Right. Yep. So a lot of a lot of factors to make him look great in defeat because you knew he was gonna lose, but that's okay. I uh, love the whole thing. It was it was really great. Um, the promo before was all too, as I mentioned. Yeah. Next week, Danielson's facing Bandito, which I'm, I, which is absurd. I'm a big Bandito fan. So to go from Takeshita to a Bandito is, and again, kiss. Know the outcome. Don't care. We'll it's, watch it's it all day. Sweet. It's gonna be so sweet. I agree. Um, he's just, oh, he's just gonna like pick up Danielson a million times. He's gonna throw him around. Right. Yep. Next week, we get a Juice Robinson interview, and. Uh, you're saying he should feud with Orange Cassidy, but I was saying he should team with Orange Cassidy, and they should be called Orange Juice because they love doing that. They have a <laughs> that history. That would be of... <laughs> funny. That would be even better than Jungle Hook. You've got a new dream. Yeah, I want screwed death rhombus. I want Orange Juice. Listeners, I can promise you one thing: you will hear a lot about this every time Juice comes oh, on, so funny. or Orange is on. It's probably. so funny. So get ready. Uh, like I want, I want them to make Juice Robinson a figure just so I can tag team them as Orange Juice. Yes. Like that's better than Finn Juice. That's not even oh, funny. It's way better than Finn Orange Juice. Orange Juice is just funny. Yes. Like, like that's that's awesome. It at least make I forgot about Finn Juice. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, and Orange Juice. Uh, <laughs> I like to drink Orange Juice too, so it's, it's double funny. Uh huh. So proud of you. <laughs> You're so clever. It's uh, funny. I don't know why they're not doing that already. That they're leaving money on the table. <laughs> money is all. It's all on the table and right there. And they're just like, walking by it's it. Nuts. Like orange juice. They're you know? setting fire to it. I'll buy if they make an orange juice shirt. I will buy it. Yeah, that'll be funny. And if they, I mark this day, um, January fourteenth, twenty twenty three, at one fifty p.m. I made. I declared this future tag team orange juice. So if they ever come calling for it, that's me. Yeah. Well, we already established they listen and they exactly. build shows around your opinion. So it's only a matter of time. Could be as soon as next week, folks. Right. Right. Because maybe they'll give Kip saving the Atlantic Town. Then oh, Cassie's down on his luck. Tag team orange juice, new champs. And there you go. Boom. You heard it here first. Exactly. Um, he issues the challenge to Darby Allen for a rampage. Uh, because he's doling out open challenges. Um. I thought it was a solid little bit. What do you uh, he, think? He sounds funny. What do you think of his promo style? That's what I wanted. It, it's amusing. Doesn't it feel, I described it as Jack Black-esque. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about it because I don't, it doesn't come across super insincere, but it might be entertaining. So yeah, I'll, I'll reserve judgment yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. They could be called Dead Juice. Why? Because Darby Allen's dead boy. Oh, Darby Allen. Okay, sorry. I I wasn't. I didn't make that transition with you there. Wait, no. He should reunite with JY and then we switch juice. 
Mm-hmm. Juice Joe. Okay. War juice. Keep going. <laughs> Hang juice. Yeah. Nice. So many things you could combine with juice. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got no. nothing else. Daddy juice. That's a shame. You ran out. Daddy juice. Okay. Eh. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to edit all this out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, too la- uh-huh. I'm far too lazy to do that. <laughs> Unless you see me writing down a timestamp on my little book, then, <laughs> then that's a sign. I'm probably going to find it to remove it. But no, you're fine. Uh, next, we get Jamie Hader and Britt Baker versus oh, the Juicer. We'll see you now. Juice Hader? Uh, <laughs> juice, juicer's going to juice. Hater Juice? Because her finisher's Hater Aid. It's close. Oh my God, that's funny. It is? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure that's what they called it tonight. That sounds right. Yeah. Or today. Or Wednesday, I mean Wednesday, 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 when Wednesday we night, it, when we watched it, of whatever course. the date that was. That um, mm-hmm, um, uh, okay, that was the eleventh, three days ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker versus Soraya and Tony Storm. Yep, Storm Juice. She's dating him, so true. It makes sense. Yep, Juice Storm. That's better. <laughs> a storm of juice. Terrifying. Like a tornado. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not tomato juice, I'm good. I, I really like that on the plane from Jamaica, but then he said people don't like it once you get back on land, and I never tested that theory. <laughs> I didn't know that was a theory. Who yeah, because I said that the the person on the plane they were saying like because I I I tried what, it and that's I like crazy it. theory and I drank like two or three cups of it right and they, I really liked it and you were saying like people sometimes tend to like it on there but then like that they it tastes gross when you get back on land. That's and, crazy. And I was like, I thought it was interesting. I was going to try it, and then I never did it. It's been like over over four years, <laughs> and I never did Did you look it up? I, I am just looking it up, yes. What, what, what have we got? So why do people crave tomato juice on airplanes? Okay. So I, I, this is, I, have, I am this Anything old. I've lived 40 whatever years on this earth and not heard this. Um, so let me see. <laughs> Normal su- foods may taste blander while you're on the plane. That's why some people turn to tomato juice because tomato juice typically has a tartness and added spices, making the juice taste more flavorful than most drinks when in the air. <laughs> so, see? <laughs> I guess so. I got, I've, I'm still yet to drink tomato juice on land. <laughs> Only in the sky. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but... It was like on our way back from, I think, the second Jamaica trip. It's great for de- fighting dehydration on a plane. High in vitamin C to boost your immune system. Well, next time we're on the plane, buddy, I'm getting it again. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. That's funny. Thank you, I, Juice Robinson. That's because of Juice. Thank you, whoever was it, the flight attendant? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or like who's you? serving when, yeah. they, when they serve the stuff. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> uh, there's a draping neck breaker by Baker to storm on the outside. Uh, Sheeta came out to kind of even the odds. In theory, I mean, it's pretty clear what's happening, right? Not that I mind, but it's pretty clear. Fairly obvious. Yeah. Um, Soraya got a hot tag after a commercial break. Uh, she had a page turner for two. Hip attack in the corner from Storm, then a DDT for two. Avalanche air raid crash by Baker for two. Yeah, that looked like it was like a half second from going wrong there, but they yeah. salvaged it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a high German and a Storm Zero for two 
uh, to Hader um, from Storm until Baker broke the pin. That was a nice combination. Lengthy form exchange between Hader and uh, Storm. And then the finish came when Cheetah tossed the candlestick in while Rebels distracting the ref. But then the heels took advantage and then uh, hit Storm. And then Hader hit the ripcord lariat for the win. Yeah. Um, I thought Hader got a really awesome reaction again from this crowd. Similar to like... When... Jungle juice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, like close to when um, she was just getting really big. And then they really seemed to like Sheeta showing up as well. So... I thought Hater and Storm started it really fast and looked good. Um, Soraya looked a little sharper to me here, but I think it's smart to have her in a tag match similar to Hook that she doesn't have to do a whole lot here, right? So um, until she gets back up to speed or whatever. I thought Tony Storm especially looked really fast and crisp in this. Uh, if I'm nitpicking, because I did like the match, I, I wish the champ got a little more time to look dominant in this, but I thought... Obviously, compared to the average match we get for women on Dynamite, this was this was pretty entertaining. Um, so yeah, I liked it. The only thing that was funny to me is, like, again, we know what's happening, but I don't know why Sheeta at the end is looking so surprised and disappointed that the heels used the kendo stick Unless when she's, she's obviously faking it, right? Which like... I mean, which she slid in between the two heels and far from the baby face. So it's like, oh my goodness. I gave what? them a much better chance to get it, and they got it. That's crazy. But anyways, uh, I thought the match was entertaining. There mm. was no no duds on this show, man. I like that. It's worth noting. Yep. Um, it was also pretty good. Yeah, this was also pretty good. Um, it felt like a worthwhile women's match. Right. Right. You know, which which is sad because normally they don't, and that's not great. But yeah, I think Saray was the least interesting and least notable part in this. But I think in general, everyone played their part well. The action was really solid throughout. Uh, finish was a little weird, but I think it can later be played off as Sheeta kind of intending for that to happen. I agree. Um. Anyways, it was another good match. Yeah, they, they've kind of been hitting every time, you know. Yep. Um. So next we get Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, and I'm kind of lost on it, so I didn't really catch much. But like, I'm kind of lost on the whole story. Like, it's been a rampage heavy one, but it seems like some discourse between the two for whatever reason. I honestly forget how House of Black factor into Me this. Me too. I was hoping you would clarify. I know, cause like, because they were attacking everyone, and I guess they got involved in one of these sure. guys' matches, but I don't. It was so long ago. I don't know. Yeah. How's the Black I haven't been on Dynamite yet? Right. I I like this from the standpoint, Eddie Kingston's awesome and he can sell anything. It was nice it, to see him again and it was solid, but other than that, I didn't really care because, like, I don't remember. He's really believable, right? So now it's like, and same thing as, like, this angle's been off TV, at least TV that I watch. It's not their fault, I guess, but I sort of forget what's happening, why they have issues, uh, even why Ortiz and Kingston have issues a little bit. Because they clearly, that I didn't really know. They clearly have tension here, and Kingston sold that that tension's real. So from that standpoint, it's effective. But I don't really know what's going on. And House yeah, of Black are just—it's like he doesn't trust Eddie, and I don't know why. And House of Black are just off the map too right now. So weird, but it was there. Yeah, I don't like that's the thing with Rampage because like this was like pretty much a Rampage feud. So like, I don't know. I agree. Mm -hmm. Don't know what's going on. Uh, next we get uh we get to hear from Jazz. Uh, it's like our obligatory Jazz segment. Like we have to have one, so here it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're all in there with matching clothes. Um, Parker talked about how good they look because they are the Saints of L.A. Uh, Matt Menard started yelling, <laughs> "Ask us if we want to know what makes his nipples hard." It's so weird. The way he said it was so, so bad, but yeah. like it was, it was hilarious. Um, Menard mentioned last week. Uh him or sorry hager putting starks through a table well he pointed at jericho i thought which was weird uh, 
<laughs> I don't um, Jericho talked about them invading PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, Jericho talked about how Anna and T- Ty are going to kick ass in Street Fight. Um, which oh, Another think, Rampage uh, reference? Yeah. Remember the first one you thought was pretty good? Oh, I did, actually. Bunny and oh, yeah. Four. Oh, yeah. That was good. It's You're right. to that. Over-delivered, yeah. for sure. Uh, Jericho said that Starks uh, was powering through a table. Action Andre was sent in the minor leagues. Then out comes Starks. Um, so he's with Andretti, and he said uh, they can't get the job done because he's standing tall right now. Uh, Jericho told Andretti to go back to the minor leagues. Um, Andretti told Jericho to shut the hell up. He said he'll shove the baseball bat up his ass. Uh, Garcia told Andretti to shut his mouth, so Andretti mentioned that Sammy was Garcia's babysitter. Um, right. I thought he actually sounded solid. He did sound okay. Um, Andretti said he can't even control over his own wife. Uh, can't keep control where her hands go because and he references the low blow, which I thought was kind of funny actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Garcia talks about being a sports entertainer that makes him better because he's got to go there again. Uh, Starks went, did the jazz whole thing again. Uh, Starks showed a uh, uh, Gilligan, um, okay, hater with the hat. Um, called him a purple helmet wearing idiot. Starks spoke about how Hager was a top college athlete. Now he's a village idiot. He ripped on Hager for having the list. <laughs> Yeah, I don't love that. Uh, and Starks wanted, um, he's getting, he wants a match with Hager, even though it was already confirmed. Yeah, um, that was weird. Hager said he likes his hat. He mentioned he's a professional MMA fighter while telling Starks he knows he has balls because um, you can see them on his pants. He says he'll wipe his face off his face. Um, and he, uh, he, Starks told Hager he's getting in the ring with someone that is absolute. <sighs> yeah, so I guess when you decide you need to have pretty much like multiple members of jazz speak and then you have to have the opposing to each speak and take shots at almost all the members of that faction it's going to take quite a while and it did and it took too long and especially when i tell you that the match after this got 15 minutes right so this covered no new ground it like they tried to challenge for a match that had already been announced and Excalibur has to try and save it right by being like oh he he talked to Tony Khan earlier or whatever he said to try and save that so it took a lot of time it didn't really lead to anything new so it was all going to happen regardless but so I and again it was delaying us from getting the main event and this is time that we both agree could have been used elsewhere so I did this was the weak spot on the show for me on a Mm -hmm. really really good show this was the one thing that could have been sliced out and wouldn't have made a difference at all mm-hmm. of significance. There were some short, tiny things. This got a bunch of time and was unnecessary, yeah. I thought. It wasn't bad. It just felt pretty unnecessary considering the match next week is Starks and Hager. Uh, Jazz were fine, just kind of boring. And Jody was solid. I thought it was the best he sounded. Yeah, he sounded good. Um, Starks was probably the best part of this, but it felt too long, not interesting enough, kind of done without it, in my opinion, but it was fine. And they made more room for the main event. Yeah, I think they should have. And speaking of... We have Elite versus Death Triangle and Escalera de la Muerte in the culminating match of the best of seven series for the trio's titles. Yep. Um. So, credit to TJR here, because I, I didn't want to take notes on this, so I didn't. And, it, well, I mean, he just holds encounters, right? Nothing really exciting. It was just, just all yeah. mat work for this one. Mm-hmm. Um. So, there there was, like, a bunch of just, like, kicks and stuff in the early going. Um, Pento was battling Matt. Um, Pento kicked Matt in the head. Then there's like a lot of big spots, and there's like a missile yes. drop kick, a hit up face buster from Nick, uh, Pack and assisted cutter on Nick. Phoenix hit a frog splash to Nick. Uh, Penta and Pack used a ladder to take out Omega. Then Phoenix hit a dive because of course he did. And Nick hit a dive as well. Uh, Matt countered Phoenix into a move, sending a face first into the mat. 
Um, Matt done pack out of the ring, hit a destroyer on Pento, which was really fast. It was really fast. The uh, rotation Phoenix, of it. Mm-hmm. Phoenix hit some one of those like fancy arm drags. Kenny hit a suplex on the floor. There's Snapdragon to Penta. Um, Pack hit him with a missile dropkick. Snapdragon to Pack. Um, Tope um, from Omega, and but he missed and went through a table. Then Matt hit a crossbody to Pack through another table. Um, then Nick uh, hit a dive to the outside. Uh, back by dropping the ladder from Matt to Penta. Uh, Nick went um, up top, and then he took a hurricane run from Phoenix on the ladder, but mainly his ass hit the ladder. It really did. It was pretty funny because he's just hitting, hurting his ass. Um, then Pack tried to climb. Omega took him down. Pack hit a reverse Rana. Pack hit a German suplex. Phoenix uh, jumped on the top with the Fear Factor um, stomp pile driver. Um, Phoenix had a running dive over the top to, to take out Nick on the floor. Um, Nick saved Matt from a suplex on the ladder. Young Bucks super kicked a lot. Um, <laughs> Matt did a lot of Northern Lights suplexes again. Um, on a ladder. Um, Nick jumped off the top of the 450 through a table to the outside, which is pretty awesome. sick. Yeah. Um, Matt on the ladder. Phoenix grabbed his foot. Alex pushed the ladder over, and then he got cold sprayed by um <laughs> yes. Cutler, then V triggered by Omega. Um, Pack hit Omega's hand with a hammer, and then a Falcon arrow on the outside. Um, solid pack climbed the ladder matt was on the other side lucha bros uh set up kind of like the ladder bridge thing penta hit a package powder to matt on the ladder bridge uh later on omega hit a one-winged angel off the ladder bridge onto the mat um that was pretty sweet pack went up top um he hit a black arrow but omega got the knees up and then omega climbed got the win only had to grab one though <laughs> oh my god how, like how many times do you think they like let you know that you only had to grab one. I would say, honestly, 10 times. Uh, safe bet. Around there, right? Like, to the point where even before it started, I turned to you the, sarcastically to be like, gee, do you think they have to pull down one? Like, how many belts do they have to pull down to win this only match? Only one. Only one. I was saying it should be best two to three. And, like, that would really annoy me if the match weren't so good. But it was obviously a fantastic main event. But uh, could have been longer, right? 15 minutes is not enough for me. So it was full speed ahead from the moment the bell rang, as you would expect. Like, definitely a crazy spot fest, right? So if that's not your preferred match type, you may, to, may not have liked this. But I love a match like this, especially when, it, again, it's not a show full of this, right? There's a variety of matches over the past two hours. So give me a crazy spot fest. I'm fine with it. And it takes a special group to have seven matches, and for me to, but I think I'm speaking for you as well, to really look forward to every one of them, right? Um, the stuff that these guys are willing to do to entertain people is pretty ridiculous, right? So excellent main event, as I expected. I don't know what's ne- next for Death Triangle. I just hope that they stay relevant somehow, especially Pac, because Pac is amazing. Um, great ending to an excellent show. You? Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish they didn't have such a long jazz segment, because this was awesome, yet criminally short. Uh, they really did have to pack a lot in here, which I think they definitely did because it was kind of a spot fest. But I I loved it a lot. I wish they'd gone longer because it would have been even better. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised the elite one, which I think is good because either one I would have been happy with. Um, finishing stretch was great. A lot of hectic sequences. It was was a bit of a spot fest, but it was great. I really liked it. It delivered for me. I agree. Uh, it was a really nice culmination to the whole series, which now it's done. So and somehow every now, match. Now, now I'm sad. Every match felt kind of different, even though it's three two of the same trios teams having seven matches. They all had their own little yeah. angle to them, right? So no, no, I'm sad. Great series. Yes. It's all done. Um, overall thoughts. I thought obviously a top notch show. Three excellent matches. Opening Hangman Mox. 
Uh, Danielson Takeshita trios main event, fantastic. Then I thought the other two matches were entertaining for what they were as well with Jungle Hook uh, and the women's tag match, and then throw in a strong MJF promo, in my opinion. So aside from like the harmless segments that set up Rampage and a very underwhelming Jazz segment, yeah. right? This top to bottom was a great show and harkens back to like a couple years ago where we were getting shows that we loved every single week. So this was an easy A for me this week. Mm-hmm. Great show. Yeah, I think the in-ring stuff just delivered at every point. Um, opener, like book ending was amazing. The opener was great. The main event was great. And Danielson Takesha was great. Yeah. I don't know which one's my favorite either. I might be Danielson Takeshita. And like we talked about sure. WWE pay-per-views not being for us. This is These three matches are better than most of what... Like yes. I like them better. I'll say that to not say objectively better. I enjoy them far more yes. than almost all wwe pay-per-view matches absolutely right um yeah i love those and then the tag match was solid and the women's tag was pretty solid as well like all of those delivered very well for me um a lot of i think segments were mostly great like cole was really nice um oh MJF yeah was that pretty too. solid i didn't even um, mention that most of the little segments are fine some of them not great but they were little and then the only thing you don't need is really jazz like that's pretty much it correct um so i think top to mom a great show i think a is fair yes an excellent show. I hope they can keep that pace up, but it would be pretty hard. Uh, but anyways, we'll shift gears now, take a break from talking wrestling shows and talk some wrestling trivia in our segment called Off the Top of His Head. All right, so I'm continuing from last week. You ready? Oh, make sure my... So this is from No DQ, who put up a... A new trivia a few two weeks ago, I think. So I get a break from making my own trivia again because I generally like theirs. They're kind of all over the map. Are you ready? Because you're not yep. going to know the first question. You're going right. to want the options, which you always have, okay? Who is Bobby Lashley's opponent? And you're like, I'll probably know this. At the 2016 Impact Wrestling. Now you're like, oop, don't know that. Wrestling Slammiversary pay-per-view. Galloway. That is an option. Shall we select that? Galloway or Edwards? You're correct. It is Drew Galloway. Yeah. Why do you know that? I don't know. I know they feuded. Drew Galloway. You've got the name right. Who did Lex Luger wrestle in his first match back when he returned to WCW in 95? Options available. Um. Okay. I mean, the options are all the big names. Sting, Savage, Flair, Hogan. Savage. I think you might be. Oh, no. It was Hulk Hogan. Uh, that was going to be my next guess. How many title changes were there at WWE WrestleMania 9 in 1993? These are hard. Do you remember that card? If you do, that's gross. Well, I know there's at least two because there's Yoko and then Hogan. Okay, so you're at two is an option. <laughs> None, one, two, three. Is we'll the, go two. You'll go two? Wow, you're good. And they're both the same title. <laughs> that's funny. Because Hogan. Which of the following wrestlers was not an official member of the NWO? Okay. Okay. Big Bubba Rogers. Oh, man. They went with some Boss of man. VK Wall Street. Pretty sure he was. That's IRS, right? I believe. Uh-huh. Booker T and Chris Jericho. Like, wait. Jericho? Is he that won- your choice? He wasn't. Okay. No way he was. No, he was not. You're correct. Okay. You are correct. I was going to say no, no way. Uh, here's a guaranteed one for you, I think. Who won the Casino Battle Royal at in 2020 at All Out? Ooh. Oh, oh, Archer. Correct. Who did Hulk Hogan defeat to win his fourth WWE title? Um, K- say them out loud if you remember, if you're going to 
Uh, First for... one was Sheik. Okay. Second, this, it was either Savage or Slaughter. Okay. I'm going to go with Slaughter. You're going to go with Slaughter? It is The Undertaker. Oh, uh, that was one off. Yeah. Who was the first person? Oh, because it was Sheik, Savage, Slaughter, Taker, um, Yoko, Undertaker, I think. Who was the first? Or we know Triple H, sorry. Who was the first person inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Ander the Gaint. It was Ander the Gaint, indeed. Which team has the record for the most tag team title reigns in ECW? Dudley's. You are correct. How would it not be the Dudley's? Right. Uh, how many Cyber Sunday pay-per-views have taken place? Three. Three is correct. Why would you know that? Or is that just a guess? Somewhat educated um, guess, it felt like. I knew like. there was like two. I think Taboo Tuesday was four, 04 and 05. Yeah. Maybe 03. But um, I, know, I know it was before then. That was basically the same thing just on Tuesday. And then it switches to Cyber Sunday. Right. I think it was like 06, 06 07, 08, I want to say. The word cyber is such a word of that era. Yeah, it's like it's so one that they would use too. Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Which of the following wrestlers was drafted to SmackDown in two thousand nineteen? Okay. Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Lynch, Lesnar. I do like not drafted. Know. Drafted. So Rollins to, wasn't to SmackDown. So Rollins wasn't from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, go over it again. Rollins, Bryan, Lynch, Lesnar. I think Bryan was already on SmackDown. Rollins was. Not, and then I like Lynch, hearing your thought processes. Lynch was also already. A, wait, Lynch, um, I don't think it was Lesnar, but I also think it was Lesnar because I can't make it. It was either Lynch or Lesnar. So pick one. I feel like I'm. I'll go with Lesnar. Correct. I don't. But he was. Well, yeah, he was because then he won the title. Okay, yeah. Who did Edge spear during the 2019 SummerSlam Elias. kickoff show? Don't even need to finish. Nice. Who did Booker T defeat to win the 2006 King of the Ring tournament? Lashes. Correct. These are easy now. What was the name of Val Venus's finishing move? Money shot. Correct. Which WWE tag team was known, so who are the members, obviously, as the Colossal Connection? Oh, um, Haku and Ander the Gaint. <laughs> it's the Under the Giant episode, correct. <laughs> I liked Haku, man. I don't, I've liked man. him everywhere he's been. What was Chris Candido's name when he signed with WWE in 1995? Like what I WWE? think he was Skip, right? So Skip and Zip are on there. I'm not sure which one either. I'm pretty sure he was Skip. He was Skip. Very good. What was Stacey Keebler's nickname when she was the valet of the, of the Dudley boys? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember now. Keebler? Yeah. What was her nickname while she was with them? I should know, but I don't. Do you want the options? I think I've heard of sure. Because I think you'll Oh, right. Yeah, that, that's good. Weapon of Mass Seduction. Miss Hancock. That no, was that a, was WCW. Right. I was, I was going to say that. Sky or the Duchess of Dudleyville. That is it. That's so <laughs> obviously it. What could be more WWE than that? It's got alliteration, right? It's, it's got... so obviously it. Like Dudleyville's the whole thing, right? So. Correct. Who did Gold, uh, Bill Goldberg defeat to go 75-0 and 0 in WCW? Okay. Options? Sure. Hugh Morris. Uh-huh. Hogan. Conan. Raven. Raven. Quick Raven. What? Did you know once you heard it? I just kind of had a feeling. I knew Raven was a big one for him, so. Right. Because I think that's when he got the U.S. title. Right. Who did Honky Tonk Man defeat to win the IC title, Intercontinental, in 1987? Um. 
I should know because that's in my I, right when I was I starting do to know, watch. But I'm blanking on it for a second. I got options. I feel like and he beats Savage. He is an option. I think he beats Savage. I think you might be right. Or nope. Steamboat. Steamboat. Yeah. Okay. I was one off. I thought so. Cause I'm right. Cause I think it's supposed to be um Butch Reed. Oh yeah, the natural. But it wasn't Butch Reed. And then I remember him in Doom with Ron Simmons. Still under masks. Honky tonk, not been beat. It's bizarre. At which pay-per-view event did the three Shield members have a triple threat match against each Battleground. other? Battleground. That is correct. That was awesome. How would you not know that one? Oh, at, that's my wheelhouse. Oh boy! At which WrestleMania was Donald Trump interviewed by Jesse the Body Ventura? I have we'll options. Go with, we'll go with eight. No, four, no. five, twenty, or twenty-three. Twenty. Correct. I know he was in Battle of the Billionaires at twenty-three. Who did Canadian superstar, maybe I added that, Jinder Mahal defeat to become the WWE champion in 2017? Randall Keith at not WrestleMania Backlash. Correct. Which wrestler won the Raw Money in the Bank contract at 2010 pay-per-view? What? There was two. Which wrestler won the WWE Raw Money oh, in the Bank? Oh, Miz. The Miz is correct. I Raw then did not remember that. Which wrestler won the new Sensation Award? Good luck. In the 1997 Slammy Awards. I have options. I don't know. Jason Sensation, who I've seen live in a small sure, bar we'll in Toronto. Rocky Maivia, Steve Austin Man. Oh, Maivia. Yes, correct. Maivia. So obvious. Which wrestling video game was not available on the Nintendo 64? Okay. WCW versus NWO World Tour. Do you think you might know this when you hear yeah. it? WrestleMania 2000. Is that the one I bought for Sega recently? No, that was an arcade game. That, that, that's one of the ones I play on the emulator. Oh, yeah. Well, I have that on the Sega. Uh, no Mercy or SmackDown? Just bring it. SmackDown. Correct. Last one. Who was... Oh, look at them being clever. It's the 50th question. And the question is, who is the 50th and final entrant in the 2018 Greatest Royal Rumble? Is that Jericho? He is an option. You are correct. I'd say you did very well. Blood Money Rumble. Thank you, No DQ, for doing interesting trivia where he knows a lot of it and gets stumped a couple times because that's nice. But anyways, um, let's move into what will be our final segment this week, right, where we quickly go over the rest of the week's wrestling and what we liked and didn't like in a segment we call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so I figure the new routine will be we'll go in order of the shows. So if you have anything for Raw, you may do that now. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the only thing I saw was like that they're kind of teasing her business again. Nice. This whole tag team turmoil thing. Um, and the Judgment Day went all the way. So. But um, Benjamin Alexander were in there. Okay, good. So I got a decent showing. Her business, I thought, was actually cool, right? So... Yeah, and then Lashley returned to beat up Theory and declare for the Rumble, and then was approached later backstage by MVP, who lift who he was uh, the one who lifted his suspension. Okay, and he was kind of proposing, and Lashley's kind of like, nah. But MVP's like, eh? I really think they disbanded that. I thought there was still some heal legs her left business in that. would agree better, agree but like do what you gotta do yeah no uh, that's that is kind of good news yes. i would consider that a high spot if that Wasn't happens like news news though so into tuesday night uh looking at oh, nxt boy. this was new year's evil right so this was um to summarize a lot of returns and arrivals for this show right like just tons of stuff happening here um so one high spot quickly i thought was the opening video package they always kind of do these 
I think mostly humorous where it involves some characters and and they're trying to like talk about all of the matches on the card, right? So I like this one. It was Chase U, kind of a fun segment where they preview, I want to say all the matches, but it might have been most of them. Uh, and then they finish up like really hyping up the Hale because she's like the hyper youngster, right? She's only 19 and she's going in the women's battle royal. So they're trying to tell her they believe in her and whatnot. And I, I think that generally... Uh, when they do this, they do a pretty good job. And Chase U is pretty over right now. Like, I'm actually enjoying Chase U stuff, and I haven't always. So I thought this was a good way to open the show. Um, the rest hold, I even tried to find... Did I actually find the commentary spot with Booker T? Remember I told you yes, there's a part so. where he just, like... So it's him on commentary again, Booker T. And Wesley was joining for this match as well. Which he, I didn't think he was really good because he was being forced to talk about... The loyalty, 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 right? It was all about the loyalty of Tony. Yeah, I only D. heard a bit, but even still, it was forced. It was really forced. So uh, Booker T is just a minus on this show for me. And during that the match, it was D'Angelo and DiJack, which was decent. Um, and it kind of feels like D'Angelo and Stax are being turned because, again, it's the focus on how loyal they are to each other. But anyways, Booker got absolutely tongue-tied for, like, several seconds in mid-sentence and didn't even complete the sentence and Vic Joseph had to step in and try and do it for him so it was just kind of awful um this is going to be mean but I don't think Booker's a very smart guy and unfortunately I think you have to be smarter of the bunch to do the heel commentator right mm -hmm. because you have to justify heel right it takes more work right? and tactics that are clearly bad and you have to somehow spin them into being good which is why Bobby Heenan was the best I ever saw because right. it was humorous and he would justify everything they were doing. I don't think Booker can do it. So I, I don't no. know. Anyways. Um, but then Tweed like supports Perez. Right. Yeah. That's the Which other I know part, why. But he's like literally still. crying when a, she's winning. Right. So but anyways, um, a rest hold for me at least was the Creed's bait and switch. So instead of getting... Um, the match finally against Indushir, which I'm curious about. I don't think it's going to be a great match, but I'm curious. Uh, instead of that, Veer's nowhere to be seen, and we get the return of Jinder Mahal. Woo! Because, of course, you need to lump people from the hey, same place together. he's an NXT OG, okay? He right. made it to the finals of the inaugural right. title tournament, all right? That's correct. So he is an OG. Lost to Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he sneak attacks the Creed's... Um, and I don't dislike Jinder as much as a lot of people do, but he's not someone I need to see in NXT. And like, what a surprise, right? They put the people from a foreign country together and made them heels. What a fresh, fresh take on that. So anyways, yes. Another rest hold that I think you saw this, and I feel bad, was Val Val uh, Valentina Feroz speaking to Sanga backstage and how awful she sounded. And I know English is not her first language, so I feel badly, but... She sounded really bad. And remember, I think Elector Lopez walks up after and advises Feroz to look out for herself. Right. Like Which, Sanga like, is. as if you're not going to in the Battle Royal. <laughs> right. Um, another rest hold for me, getting really specific, which I find I'm doing this week, was Malik Blade's decision-making in his tag team match. So they had a decent match. It was part of, like, um, a gauntlet match with Pretty Deadly, who it looked like they were starting to set themselves up with just jobbers to beat, right? Including the first team they called right. um, the Rockers. And then New Day comes in and switches who their opponents are. So they get Blade and Anafe first, um, and the other re another rest hold coming right after, which was the other group that debuted or returned, I guess. But anyways, a couple things Blade did annoyed me in this match. Um, so Blade's perched up top waiting, right? And does this make sense to you? 
he waits there and lets his partner take a superplex just so that he can then splash the the guy that delivered the superplex, right? So then I think it was almost right after that, Inafe's taken a ton of punishment and he's exhausted and barely pulling himself up in the corner. Blade tags out when he's the fresh man for a double team move, right? So I just thought Blade either looked dumb or is this some subtle heel? If this is a heel strategy that he's turning, I think it's brilliant then, right? Like he's just setting his teammate up to take more punishment than he should before he turns on him. That would be cool, but I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think so. No, just, right? I don't think that's smart. And then, so anyways, pretty deadly end up beating them. And then the big, I thought this was a rest hold because I don't really care, is Gallus return. Um, and it's the two lesser members, in my opinion, right? It's it's not Joe Gacy. It's uh, or sorry, Gacy. Wow, Coffee. It's Mark Coffee and Wolfgang. So like, I would say a lukewarm reaction from the crowd. Um, so they actually ended up defeating Pretty Deadly, which I'm not a like. They're a solid team, right? But they don't really move the needle. But I guess on the plus side for me, a veteran presence for guys that are capable of decent matches means less of the inexperienced ones that I don't enjoy watching. So I'm trying to find some good there, but mm. a general like, Ooh, when we get a surprise tag team in a gauntlet and it's Gallus, right? Like it's not exactly exciting for me. High spot, mellow and trick Williams. As usual, they had a little segment in Apollo Cruz's diner, sort of mocking him as um, mellow is writing in his journal as well. And uh, Trick shows up in a lucha mask at first, which I guess because he was wondering how Axiom can breathe in that. So I guess that was the point of that. Um, and it basically ends. Melo doesn't need to write things down. He'll just speak it into existence. Uh, and these two are just a really solid act, right? And I like the subtle mocking of Cruz. It worked for me. They're they're um, ready for main roster at any point. Maybe Trick needs more work in ring. But other than that, a uh, high spot for me because I really like her is the return of Tiffany Stratton. Um I've just been really impressed with how good she's gotten so quickly. I'm glad to see her back. Uh, did you notice? I don't mean to be rude, but there seems to have been some alterations to her figure. I it looks like to me. Um, she got an impressive em entrance, talked about how great she is, obviously. Referred to herself as, I texted you this because I thought it was clever, right? The center of the universe. Mm -hmm. Because they insist on saying WWE universe. Oh, yeah, every time. They so can't say fans or This is good or... for her, right? Yeah. Um, her voice, people, I've heard people comment is really annoying and they hate it, but you're supposed to hate her. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. I think she's really good for her level of experience, especially. High spot, the non-main event. Remember, I texted you that too. Like the the Breaker-Waller match is like at an hour into the show. Um, it was a pretty decent TV match. And I guess the reason it was in the middle is because it was a not very satisfying count-out finish after the ropes broke twice. I actually for thought the first time in the moment looked pretty legitimate because they timed it immediately to go to a commercial. And then when they came back, it was fixed until Waller fell again on his head and uh, got counted out. So I thought it was a pretty interesting match. Um, high spot in general, Roxanne Perez's improvement on the mic. Early on in NXT, she was not good, I didn't think. Um, much more confident and believable lately. And if that's the case, because she's such a believable baby face, right? There's a massive potential that they'll screw up on main roster, but nonetheless, there's yeah. massive potential, right? Um, so she talked about Cora Jade and toxic attraction in the battle Royal and uh, a little bit here. And I thought she sounded good. Rest hold the character that's not working for me, Hank Walker, um, He's still wrestling in jeans and a button-up shirt, despite now, like, wrestling multiple matches. So this whole, like, he doesn't know how to wrestle thing, by now wouldn't, like, 
months in, wouldn't you probably have some sort of ring gear? But anyways. Some people, that is their ring gear. He's just a really big, out-of-shape guy whose gimmick is that he can barely wrestle. So that's not doing much for me. Uh, Gulak, who I do enjoy, generally isn't even making him interesting. So anyways, Walker lost this week to Dempsey's. His submission looks pretty painful. Have you seen that? It's like a half half crab and a cross face and he like joins his he like s grips his hands yeah Yeah, i think he did that on uk yeah so it looks pretty awesome a five minute match and a win for dempsey high spot for me another return big strong boy tyler Bate is coming back so we get a video highlighting everything he's done and he's announced he's there to stay this time which i think is awesome um and there's several matchups i would love to see with him like axiom hayes grimes nathan fraser tons of cool things we can see um high spot specifically julius creed he had a pretty good match with jinder mahal and i thought he actually looked better than jinder who's a former champion and a lot more experienced but um he did the he basically leaped up onto the top rope from the mat for a really quick suplex and he went for a shooting star and landed on his feet which i thought was pretty cool so anyways creed ended up losing uh because sanga of course distracted julius and mahal hit the coloss for the win um, then this is the return I was, re- or debut, I guess I was referring to remember the vignette I showed you with good old, oh, yeah. I actually yeah. texted you that or asked you, right. To, to guess which mid card, um, UK woman was showing up and it is your first guess. Wasn't it? Yeah. Stevie Turner. Um, and what's her gimmick streamer. She's a streamer. And I thought maybe it's just cause I'm like an older gentleman, but like and her look, I thought, did she not look like she was inspired by Tony Storm, to put it gently? Kind of. Right? So um, this streamer gar- character seems like a dead end to me, but I guess we'll see. And she was, like, only okay in UK, right? I can't remember. I don't know why you thought she was memorable, but I don't remember being impressed. Anyways. No, just because her name sucked. Right. Uh, high spot for me was the main event, the last thing on the show, the the women's number one contenders, Battle Royal. So what do I not like about Battle Royals generally? Like, I don't know, just like pointless brawling. Yeah, like there's not a lot of room for action. It's a lot of brawling. So what do I always say that the Battle Royal has to do to get me interested? Gotta have some, I don't know, I'd see, you just gotta have some solid action in there. And also like some, some so then, kind of underlying stories. Right, like story development. So I thought, so this match did a really good job of furthering stories or starting them. So several examples, Lyra Valkyria, who looked really strong in this, she eliminated Cora Jade almost immediately. And Jade came back twice to try and interfere and get Valkyrie eliminated, but she was one step ahead of Jade, so I thought that was cool. So Kiana James, who is now, it looks like, dating um, Jensen in storyline. So she helped save Fallon Henley from elimination at one point, and of course Henley is still suspicious of her, so I thought that was a little bit of something. They're at least trying, right? Whether the stories are great or not, I don't know. Indy Hartwell eliminated Lash Legend, and there was a bit of a stare down there. Um, Zoe Stark eliminated um, Nikita Lyons to further the issues they have. Saul Ruka then eliminated Zoe Stark, which seems like that might lead to something. And then you had the story which they were asked about what they would do before. So Toxic Attraction are the final two. And they said in an interview that basically they would share the t- the title, right? And they would both like, win. Uh, like, cool. Right. So they start celebrating and acting like that's the case. And then it's JC Jane who strikes first. And I think she kicked um, the other one, Dolan, in the stomach. But anyways... Um, and then they, I thought they perfectly executed, right? The both of them hitting the floor. Cause you saw that Time, timing wise. Yeah. Yeah. They both hit the floor at the exact same time. So of course we end up, they do get to have shared 
um, the win here, but I don't know if there'll be a little lingering tension or not because Jane did attack Dolan in the in the midst of the match. So anyways, they get a triple threat with Perez at some point, which great, I guess. Um, and in that match too, Amari, my description was Amari Miller slapped the soul out of Last Legend before Legend eliminated her. Like the crowd like gasped to hit her so yeah. far. Uh, and Saul Ruka did the Kofi walking on her hands. I saw. Impressive, actually. And then would you see what Wendy Chu did? No. She avoided elimination by landing on her body pillow instead of the floor. Of course. So uh, at least they were trying, right? So I thought that um, they accomplished a lot. Like the in-ring action was pretty standard, but the the like non-eliminations, creative, whatever, and the storylines was good. So I enjoyed the match. Um, I guess I have to do impact, right? Yeah. Let me catch my breath here. So impact, the opening match was pretty good. It was, um, they seem to be back to longer matches this week. So we had a little opening segment with Bully Ray, Josh Alexander, and on a video call with Josh Matthews, who was, was using like AirPods. So he sounded awful. Like get a, get a $20 microphone, bud. Anyways, um, Heath and Brian Myers had a pretty good TV match, and I generally struggle to be interested in anything Heath does. Uh, so Myers complains to the ref. Heath eventually hits his wake-up call for the win after about nine minutes. Um, and this is ahead of the pay-per-view, which is named what? Hard to kill. Thank you. Um, so they're, those two teams, the Major Brothers and Heath and Rhino, are in a match with Austin Bay and the Machine Guns for the Tag Championships, which could be fun. High spot, again, just really quickly, Austin and Bay have returned and they cut a little promo. Nothing special. They both sounded fine. I'm just happy that they're there and I think they should have the titles this year and get a long run because they're really fun in ring. Mm -hmm. I actually thought you caught a bit of this. The Savannah-Evans-Rosemary match turned out okay by the end of it. It was fine. I I don't really remember watching. A marginal high spot. Uh, Savannah-Evans won. Uh, Evans hit the full Nelson slam to win and she generally like is like an effective hoss you know what I mean she's a big strong woman compared to everybody else but I don't know were you around for the beatdown afterwards of no, the death dolls no. that's the rest hold part it was like weak stomps was their vicious beatdown and then they sort of held up each of the baby faces to look at each other and that was it and and you saw Rosemary's quote-unquote dive off the top yeah which was her like falling onto a group yeah. of people huddled together invite Al. who were standing there for quite a while right uh rest hold taylor wilde's new character i think she's a heel and she uses things like dark feminine and the people's witch so i don't know it's not really working for me but she's in a match i'm interested in with masha diana and killer kelly so that should right. be cool um there was a back and forth video ahead of the last rodeo match between grace and mickey james i actually thought was pretty effective the last two weeks, they've done a decent job of building that match for me. And I honestly don't know who wins. I'm yeah. leaning toward James because I don't think she's retiring yet. Um, but then can you go back I, to the... Yeah, I saw. Oh, you did? Yeah. Can you go back to the well of doing this, right? Which is the other question. Right. You can't do the last rodeo again and again and again. So yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we'll find out. Rest Biggest rest hold of the show was a really long segment where the designer initiating Sammy Callahan... And basically, the initiation is supposed to be embarrassing for him, and he's going to have to shave his head. But of course, right, well, that already happened. We we know that. Happened. Yeah, we know that that they've gone back to that as well. But Sammy, being Sammy, doesn't care, so he gla- grabs the clippers and shaves his own head. Um, and it, so I guess this is signifying him joining. I'm very skeptical he's actually joining. I think it's more yeah. of a like I'm going to bring the faction down from the inside, which you said is like what, um, or Orton and the White family, right? Which so is. I- eh. 
which was not a, a good payoff. So I'm I'm imagining this is what they're doing. Either way, I don't really care very much if I'm being honest. And the crowd was dead for this. Too long and not a much not much happening. High spot as always. Mike Bailey in a match against um, Anthony Green. I yeah. think, this week. Uh, so Green loses again, and that has to be part of his story, right? Because he's two matches in, he has no wins. He, he lost two before. Oh, Torres, right? Right. He took two guys. I love getting wins over him, so that's fine. He took the ultimate weapon, but he looked pretty good. Um, and Bailey just continues to have good matches against everybody anytime. So I thought Green showcased some pretty good offense here. It's just his look that I don't like. If they're not going with the look being attached to some character, which so far they're not, he just looks like an indie guy to me. But anyways, um, so Bailey picks up a win on his way to what I'm interested in, again, a pit fight with Kenny King at Hard to Kill. And then ended up being a high spot. Started out slowly. The main event, which was Moose Edwards-Macklin versus Swan Gresham, uh, Swan Gresham Hendry. And what was what was glaringly obvious to you about Gresham in this match? Uh, oh, yeah, he's so small. He is so, so tiny. and Because Hendry's a big dude. Moose is, like, an exceptionally big dude, right? So um, Macklin is, you know, a good-sized guy. Swan's pretty small. But Gresham's, like, five foot four, so he is a tiny person. But anyways, started out slowly, right? And obviously feels like they just threw several feuds together to yeah. put in a match here. Yeah. But well, the... yeah, it's kind of the typical trope, right? It is. Like, You're oh, you got... Things. Yeah, so hey, three heels that are facing those three at the next pay-per-view. It's just it's oh. not all champions and challengers. No, it's like all, like, mid-carters who feel like they don't have anywhere else to go. Mid-carters right now, not saying forever mid-carters. I'm not trying to be mean, but the fact is right now they're not top of the card, right? Uh, so Hendry showcased some power for sure. Um, it's... And... The final few minutes of this was like really, really fast action. So that's the part I enjoyed the most. I don't even remember who won. Moose speared Hendry. Right, to win. Um, but I ended up enjoying it by the end of it. Yeah. So an okay episode of Impact. What do you have from SmackDown? I don't have anything. It just didn't look interesting. Nothing looked interesting. No, I even watched the Bray Wyatt promo. And it was fine. It, he kind of brought back the Eater of Worlds thing, but it wasn't like it's kind yeah. of a middle ground. And that's why I end up skipping stuff because this is about like things yeah. we like. It's kind of a middle ground. So. Right. So middle ground gets ignored in this uh, yeah. segment. So you said there was nothing good for figuring it out. Nope. Unless you wanted to discuss the cart you've got on the go at uh, Ringside Collectibles. They kind of restocked a bit. So I'm working on the, what were you excited? They the Rumble sale. Just an impromptu one. What were you? Ex- I heard you saying a couple figures were back that you were excited about. Uh, one of the Rollins that I don't have. You're um, like, imagine getting two Rollins. And then uh, Lashley. That right. I might get because I. I need a counter to Brock. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that'll do it for figuring it out. A little impromptu <laughs> version there. A little version. bit. A little bit. Uh, and that's going to bring us to the end of episode 130. Again, we just published our best of 2022 a couple days ago. Feel free to check that out if you haven't. At some point, we're going to hunker down and do a worst of 2022 as well, right? Because that is also pretty fun. If you'd like to contact us, I don't think I've thrown it out there recently feel free it's uh, fnswrestling at gmail.com that'll come to me if you're still a dinosaur and use email <laughs> or we have fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast if you're a modern type and want to use instagram that'll go to jack and then you can leave a comment yes. wherever you listen to this i think it comes back to me i respond to any youtube comments any comments i get if they get to me if they I, get there yeah because i know they do on podbean and youtube i'm not sure about like right. spotify and everything else yeah. so anyways i will respond if i get yours appreciate any time you take listening to us there's We've, also the best of right yes and best of is there to be watched so mm-hmm. unless we get around to the worst of this week which is possible we'll definitely see you back here next saturday for episode 131 and until then take care